0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday. Monday, Monday, la la, wah 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 wah, August 21st. Every other day, every other day of the fucking week, I feel fine. Yeah. I always never understood that lyric. Every other day, I feel fine. You feel fine on a fucking Tuesday? You know I'm sick of Monday getting shit all right you walk in you're still half in the bag by the time you even realize you're at work the fucking day's half over the 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 day that kills used to kill me when I had the nine two five what a way to make a living all right I used to work with Dolly Parton. oh was she sassy the way she fucking Turn that boss's goddamn slacks around. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday's the motherfucker. Monday, you get like I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like your your head's still spinning. You had a good time. You a little rest up, but Tuesday. Tuesday's reality. Tuesday, you come in after a sober night's sleep. Hopefully, unless you're on your way to a program. The program. Friends with Bill. Um, and I'm not talking about me there. Oh, geez. I'm talking about the guy with the fucking gin blossom in the middle of his face there. Like you clicked on a special place on Google Maps over there. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday was the day you came in sober. You had no fun the day before. You had no relaxation. And then that's when, it, that's when the job is like real. Like, Fuck. Every decision, every test I made, every person I broke up with has led to me sitting here today on a fucking Tuesday. And I got four more of these days coming. Tuesday, nothing dragged. Like 8.30 to 10.15, I remember that first fucking, that's only an hour and 45 minutes. It felt like half the fucking day. It felt like four hours before the Roach Coach would show up and would pull into the parking lot and everybody would spill out of the fucking warehouse and go down there. Remember, there was this dude used to get the fucking hot dogs off of that thing. I mean, I, he never got sick. Never got, I didn't even remember what I used to get. The roach coach, you go down there. I was young. Some days I would go down there, I'd get the cookie with the M&M in it and that's what I would have. If I did that at my age at 10.30 in the morning, I would get halfway through the cookie. <laughs> Then my eyes would start getting heavy and I would start telling everyone that could hear that I should not have done what I just did, you know? Because, you know, when you get old, everybody's got to hear about your fucking mistakes and your ailments, right? And then about 15 minutes later, the yawning would start and about 23 minutes after the ingestion, I would be face down and that would be it. I mean, I'm talking like REM sleep, trying to get rid of the sugar that was on top of all the sugar I've eaten up until that point. Um, so anyway, what, what exactly is it that I'm talking, what am I really trying to say here? Um, I'm trying to say that I have a new date, everybody, in Rama, Ontario, October 6th at the Casino Rama Resort. I don't even remember saying yes to this shit. I feel like my agent's just fucking throwing dates now. Pre-sales, he's going to hear this and be like, oh, if there's some sort of problem, if there's any sort of communication issue that we need to work out, I'm fucking around if you're listening, Mike. Uh, pre sale starts Wednesday. I'm actually not fucking around. I don't remember this. I'm sure I said yes to it. I'm sure you called me when I was driving down the fucking highway trying to scroll to the next ACDC song. What? Where? All right, fuck it. I'll do it. So now I'm doing it, people. October 6th at the Casino-rama Resort. Pre-sale starts on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time with the code BURR, B-U-R-R. The general on sale is August 25th at 10 a.m. Where can we go for the ticket link? At www.billburr.com for the ticket link. And there you have it. Well, anyway, now that we got the promotion out of the way, Um, Oh, you know what? I got to call this guy back. He's doing a benefit for all those poor people out there in Hawaii. Jesus Christ. What exactly happened? There was a fire during a hurricane and it just blew around and killed a bunch. It was fucking unbelievable. Um, Condolences to all of those people out there. Um, So as always, comedians, we always do benefits, right? As much as you guys think that we're a bunch of cunts that trash people, you know, when shit hits the fan, we always go down, we do the fucking shows. So I'll let you guys know about that. Um, and I hope uh, I hope somebody's helping those people out. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. That was carrying me. That was me thinking of something other than myself and the last 10 pounds I need to lose. Oh, yeah, I've been fucking working out. Oh, you know it. When I go overseas, I make sure I am in the best shape, both as a professional, where my act is, and physically. I'm not going to go over there and have these fucking foreigners in their own goddamn countries. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got to call people foreigners at some place. They don't laugh at you. Ah, fuck you guys, you fucking foreigners. (laughs) That would be the ultimate ugly American. I'm doing it. Woo. Um, anyway. I've been hitting the gym. Guess what I did the other day? I did a fucking pull up. Shoulders bugging me a little bit, but I did it. I did a couple. I did one chin up like a week ago. Then I did two. Of them. I haven't done this shit since 2015. Since I literally made the bet with Paul Verzi that I was going to be able to do 10 pull ups when I was 70 years old. The fuck was I drinking? I was drinking back then. The hell was I thinking? I had no idea when I'm like, I literally made that bet and that was the end of my youth. I think the universe heard it and was just like, wait a minute. Does this guy still think he's young? Jesus Christ, he's gonna hurt himself. Let's fucking, uh, let's, uh, let's snap a couple of ro- rotator, co- whatever the fuck I did. I don't know what I did. Old oh, Billy Bursitis. Touch of arthritis and tinnitus. That's me. That's where I am. Arthritis, bursitis, and tinnitus. And I'm still going to be able to knock those out. You know, I figure by the time, this is the thing. This is is my wild card. Because we didn't say I couldn't use PEDs. (laughs) So I'm going to ride out naturally until I'm 69 years. 69, when I'm 69 years of age. If I don't feel I can do the fucking, the pull-ups, I, I'm going to do a cycle. Oh, Billy, no neck. Coming around with his fucking, I'm going to be a jack with my fucking turkey neck. Coming around the corner. Busting out my Stevie Ray Vaughan instep tank top that nobody had seen since 1989 when I was at Great Woods. Got a couple more freckles that fucking day. Johnny Winner was on that lineup. <clears throat> um... Oh, it, it actually feels good to be able to lift my own body, you know, and definitely want to do the squats. But the thing is, you got to fucking stretch and make sure you, you're doing shit correctly. I go to the gym now, and when I see these young kids, you know, by young kids, I mean 20s and 30s, and they're still lifting this gigantic weight, you know, Ugh! making those fucking noises like, did you just blow out your back or did you have a fucking orgasm? You know those people? Ugh! I remember telling you guys, oh, the best one I ever heard was there was, was a guy like, I don't know, 20 years ago when I was at a New York sports club on the Upper East Side and there was a guy who used to come in there dressed like fucking Ken Patera. And if you don't know who Ken Patera is, look him up. Blonde perm with a fucking headband and sunglasses. All right? Looking that, like that dude that was built like that fucking dude that kept following Robbie Benson. In that basketball movie with the guy from The Godfather Part 2. Remember that guy? I don't like your can with your oily skin, your greasy hair. That guy. He was, a, he was the coach in that movie. That was a good movie. That Robbie Benson movie. What was that coach? What did he say? You can take that scholarship. You can stick it on a sweat. A red-hot poker. A red-hot poker. Um. Anyway. Um. This guy used to come in, right? And he had the short shorts. He had the Ken Patera fucking build with the fucking beautiful noodle blonde hair and uh, and a headband. And he had these glasses that were like shaded. And he would go in and he would, when he would fucking put up his weight, he, this is the noise he'd make. He'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the best one was when he never had anybody spot him. So that last one he was squeezing out, he would go, yeah. <laughs> You could hear it through the whole fucking gym. And every once in a while, I would catch some other dude's eye and we would just start cracking up laughing. But nobody ever said a word to that guy. Because that guy had like, he was on like Lal La, La shit. Like that guy, if you said anything to you, he would literally tear your arm off like a fucking chimpanzee. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the gym and I, I see these guys. You know those guys that do that dumb shit where they bench with, like, like the 120-pound dumbbells? And they got to put them on their knee and then do, like, that fucking donkey kick to get it up? Like, I, I don't—I I can't even tell you how fucking stupid it is to do that. You are going to be, like— I mean, I didn't even do that shit. Look what happened to me. I am doing that thing going like, we have the same fucking, you know, genetics. I am doing that old person thing where what happened to me is going to happen to you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You can keep yourself tight. I've learned this now. You can do just lightweight, lightweight. You don't have to even do high reps. You just have to do it. Just prevent shit from sliding. Listen, people, don't end up like me, okay? Oh, speaking of me, which is a ginger. I am like three quarters of an albino. Like I'm an honorary. Like I'd sh- I could show up at like an albino's only party. And when they look through the door, I could be like, come on. You know, can't do it for one, one more time for old time's sake. Like Abe Vigoda in The First Godfather. That's two Godfather references in the first, what, 12 minutes See, people, you're not going to get that with these other podcasts. They're going to talk about movies that people actually saw. As opposed to me, who's going to talk about shit from fucking 50 years ago. I wonder if the Godfather movies to, like, young people is like me saying you should, you should watch, you know, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> um, just that whole idea, of the mafia and all that. I think now they just look at it like, you mean corporations? Aren't they doing that now? but all that shit they arrested all those Italian guys for now is like legal. Isn't that what's happening? I don't know. So anyway, we had a tropical fucking storm out here. Um, I want to say we're in the eye of the storm right now. It's supposed to, was the heaviest, it was so supposed to be at four o'clock. It's now 6:16. Pacific Coast time August 20th I think it's starting to die down Um, I went full on fucking dad mode you know that's what you do as a dad when you know there's a storm coming even if you can't fix anything you're gonna go outside and do something you know you're gonna move something around get these out of here and fucking put that in the garage I said put it put it in the garage you have no idea what's coming I got the weather channel on! Don't ask questions! Just do it! You know, you go into fucking general... Actually, I didn't do that. I I was outside all by myself. I got up on the roof. And I, you know, got the fucking trees and shit. So I was just brushing all of this shit off of the roof. Any little pile of something. Making sure all the drains, all the gutters were cleared out. You know? You know? Total fucking dead. Oh, there's a storm coming. Batten down the hatches, right? And then, I, then we have the drains. And I made sure that all of those things, thank God I fucking cleared those things out. Um, it's just unreal how much just like dirt and shit gets in them because it never rains out here. So they just, you know, over the months, they just fill up with sand, dirt, and God knows what else is flying around in the fucking air out here. So I cleared all of that out. And I got to tell you, the water came down, rolled off the fucking roof, into the gutters, down the spout, round the fucking driveway, off the fucking property. And you think my wife said thank you?" Do you think even for a second, she went like, "Wow, you risked breaking your own fucking neck to get some goddamn pine needles off of the fucking roof?" She had nothing to say. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, am am I'm, I'm gonna bring it up tonight. Do you have any idea what I did for this family? She'll just laugh and roll her eyes and be like, "Oh, Jesus." No, that's my job. I do the meathead shit. My wife is the brains of the operation. She's she plans shit and uh, makes my life great she anticipates you know the great ones anticipate and then they create space or whatever whatever the fuck else they say and um, keeps it smooth speaking of which I remember last time I was doing Sam and Jim's show Jim and Sam Jam and Sim their show there on Sirius and Jim Norton was talking about edging and I was like, what in the, what is edging? And he goes, that's when you're like having sex and right before you're going to have an orgasm, you stop. And then you wait for it to calm down and then you get yourself and you keep doing that. And evidently, you know, you do it enough times and your orgasm is more intense. I mean, who needs a more intense orgasm? Your, uh, orgasms are pretty intense, you know? But afterwards, don't touch it, don't touch it, right? Isn't that enough? Nope got to go, these people, they got to go further. And I found it hilarious and then fascinating that he was talking about that stuff. So I found the sports version of edging. As far as a team, I'm going to give you guys a hint. A team won a championship in the last, it was 13 years ago. They won a championship. They won it. And about five people realized they won it. And everyone else was sort of celebrating. You guys know what this is. Because the five guys that were on the ice. Who was it? On the ice. It happened in Philadelphia. The filthy Flyers were in the finals. Trying to break a fucking uh, 35-year drought at that point. Patrick Kane comes down in overtime. They're up three games to two in front of a hostile crowd at the Spectrum. Now, the Wells Fargo Center. He fucking, somehow, an impossible angle, scores a goal, and the puck goes into the net and went underneath the little apron thing so no one could see it, but he knew it went in. By the way, that goal, if it's real, which it was, broke a 50-year drought? 50-year drought for the Blackhawks. So all of Chicago is ready to have a sports orgasm and nobody is signaling that it's a goal. But fucking Patrick Cade is fucking skating down the ice with the jazz hands going, ah, it's fucking it. And he goes to hug his goalie who made an insane uh, blocker save at the end of the third period where he was falling, he was... He was dead to rights, and he launched himself towards the shooter. Fucking cheese box. Right, right off right off of it. Fucking amazing, right? So he scores the fucking goal, and then like, it took him like three minutes, and then they confirmed that it was, in fact, a goal. But the fact that all of Chicago and Blackhawk Nation, the second it crossed the, the goal line, didn't all get to fucking, Aah! at the same time. I mean, there's never going to be a more anti anti anticlimactic overtime goal to win a Stanley Cup and to end a 50-year drought ever. NHL's been doing this great thing just showing, um, you know, the the, the deciding games on the NHL channel. You got to check that one out Um, if you get a chance, if you get a chance. So um, anyway, so hopefully the storm is over. Not too much damage. You know I always feel bad for when one of these storms is coming along? Okay, first off, weathermen. Because they have to predict the worst. It's their job. Because if they don't, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck, didn't you say something? Right? So then they diagnose the worst. And then when it doesn't happen, all these morons who can't even name a cloud just go, fucking weathermen. Am I right? Dude, are they ever right? Are they fucking, eh? It's like people who go to the doctor, right? And the doctor goes, you're never going to walk again. And then they walk, and then they go like, hey, what do these fucking doctors know? They know way more than you. And they are are predicting the worst. The worst case scenario. So A, you won't sue them. And then B, anything else is going to seem like a fucking improvement. You know what I mean? He said I was gonna be shitting blood for the rest of my life. Well, look at that stool sample. In your face, medical man, right? And he's thinking in his head, great, he's fucking happy. He thinks I'm smarter than me. He thinks he's smarter than me and I'm not gonna get sued. Fantastic. Next. Keep eating those cheeseburgers, buddy. Next. Who do we got next? Who's got next? All right. Well, I feel bad for the weathermen and women and the weather days Uh, (laughs) um, and the fucking Coast Guard. The Coast Guard is a fucking exciting job, except when there's a goddamn storm. I mean, there's a level of excitement to it, but it's all you're going to be doing is rescuing one fucking jerk off after another. Like you figure most days. If you're in the Coast Guard, you get something exciting, like a drug dealer. This guy's risking his freedom. He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. He's coming from a country where this makes him seem like a good option. Because the way the whole game's set up, in order for me to live like this, you have to live like that. So he's rolling the dice. They're fucking flying after him on the boat. Guns are fucking being shot. Somebody's on the loudspeaker, you know? Done the est, whatever the fuck he's saying, right? Fucking pull that shit over, motherfucker, right? Exciting. Exciting shit. But when a storm comes, you know, it's like there's no fucking reason that they should have any work. No reason that they should have to put their life on, their line, on the line that day. But what happens? Every time there's a storm, you know it handful of jerk offs are going to take their boat out it ain't gonna be that bad it'll be fine once we get out in open water shouldn't be a problem right and there's going to be about a half dozen to a dozen jerk offs who decide to go surfing and then they're going to get in trouble and then these poor people who are safe and dry now have to go out and risk their life i get the drug thing I get risking your life over that. But if some fucking... If they say a fucking typhoon's coming and some guy goes out there on a wakeboard, it's just like, all right, man. Evidently, you don't give a fuck about... You. Your life means nothing to you. My life means something to me. So I'm going to stay right here. I always wish they would do that. Get a call. Man, mayday, mayday, whatever the fuck you say. Ahoy! I'm fucking out here. I, I don't know if fucking engine... Quibbs. What the fuck are you doing out there? We told you not to go out there. I know. Well, what do you think I'm going to do? Get in a fucking boat and end up like you? Go fuck yourself. Why would you do that? They don't. They go out and get him. They should leave him out there. Just sit right back and you hear it. Tale a tale of a faithful ship. Right? It'd be like Gilligan's Island meets Survivor. Gilligan, little buddy. Skip it. How abusive was the skipper with his power, huh? Smashing him over the head with the hat. You used to be able to do that. Um, well, I've really talked myself into a corner. First of all, I bring up The Godfather 2 and then Godfather 1. Then I bring up a Robbie Benson movie that's so fucking old, I can't even remember the name of it. And then how do I, how do I dismount? Gilligan's Island, a show that's so old, everyone that's on it is dead except for the woman that, uh, Tina Louise, still alive, played ginger. <clears throat> anyway, um, been playing a lot of drums this week, a lot of drums, uh, been having a good time, man. Just, It's funny, I still play a couple of zeppelins so I can keep the foot where it needs to be butchering traveling Riverside blues and, and good times, bad times. Each time it gets a little better. I can fake it now. I wouldn't want to just sit down and play it, but I, I, I could fake it. I could fake it. Any real drummer would be like, wow, man, that was fucking horrific. Why would you ever think to do that in public? But everybody else would be like, hey, that wasn't bad. Do you play drums? No. Is that what those things are called? Um, they would be impressed. Um, I was fucking around with uh, my favorite Lou Rawls song. Oh, geez, now he's talking Lou Rawls. What, do you still read the newspaper? Yes, I do. I love the newspaper. You know what it is? I can stop the news from coming in. If I don't like what I'm reading, I go, fuck that. And I turn the, "Where's, where's the metro region? Is this what's happening? Fuck that. And I just always end up on the sports page. You know, but if you're watching the news, it just keeps coming at you, right? Well, Bill, you could grab the remote. Well, not if someone else is watching it. You know, people come over, they're news junkies. Immediately, they got CNN or Fox News on. Those fucking people got nothing good to say, but they're not talking about anything. You know what I mean? Talking about ties and dumb shit like that. And meanwhile, you got the fucking AI. You know the most annoying thing? Somebody sent me some, I'm being, everybody's been sending me all this AI shit. You know what the most annoying thing about fucking those AI robots? I hate when they pretend to think like they don't have the answer. It's like, what is that thing you fucking, one of these recording things, you ask it a question, and it goes, doo, 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 doo. And it's like, hmm, let's try something else. What, what are you saying hmm for? Like you're, like you're a person. Stop doing that. Those stupid robots, like, looking up, like, hmm. You can speak every language, you cunt. You have all the answers. Just fucking say it. You know why they don't do it? They're not going to do that with it because they know how fucking annoying those things would be. They want you to be comfortable. And just be looking at them like, that's what I do when I don't know the answer. Right? So then you're not intimidated by how much fucking smarter this thing is than you. What is the fail-safe with those fucking... Look at that, it just shut off my recording. Uh, As I was speaking, as I was talking, as I was soliloquying, I got this, emergency alert, National Weather Service, a flash flood warning is in effect for this area until 3 a.m., Oh, shit. So here I am talking shit, thinking everything's going all right. Let's take a peek outside, see what's going on. It says, this is a dangerous and life-threatening situation. You know what that means? Some jerk-off's fucking taking the cover off his boat. Wow, it's coming down now. All right, now the storm is here. Holy shit. Billy Duck Boots, in effect. Do not attempt to travel unless you are fleeing an area subject to flood. ...are under an evacuation order. And you know what I'm going to do with that information? I'm going to listen to it. (laughs) Hey, I ain't no tough guy. You ain't catching me out there doing the thing there... ...that the dummies do? Um, It is raining to beat the band... ...as they say. So anyway, the reason why they're doing this shit... ...is I'm fucking... ...I should have built an ark... ...looking at this stuff... Um, is if those AI things actually just fucking had the answer right at the tip of their non-existent, fake-ass fucking tongue, actually, they're going to have tongues, right? Because the billionaires are going to have their balls and ass licked. (laughs) After they get rid of us. (laughs) I used to do a bit about that, man. That means there's somebody right now getting their ass licked, by a fucking robot. And there's people sitting there watching it. Does it doesn't feel like a tongue? I mean, it feels good, but it doesn't quite feel like a tongue. What's the matter? The temperature. The summer Too cold? Nah, it's actually a little warm. <laughs> All right, bring the power down on that one. Bring the power down. Um, what the fuck is going on and no one's talking about it? So this is the deal. Like, you ever, you ever go around with hanging out with some know-it-all asshole? Even if they know everything and even if they are smart, it's still fucking annoying. So they gotta, so they gotta build it in there that the fucking thing has to look around. The AI guy, right? Looking around. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh, wait a minute. There's the answer. Um, you want to talk about getting fished, falling in love with one of those fucking things. Somebody's going to do it, too. I think most people are going to. Because you're going to have, you know, what makes a relationship hard? You know what the number one thing that makes a relationship hard is it's with another person that has wants and needs. You know, that's what you got to learn. You got to learn, you know, like the old school politician. They reached across the aisle, they shook hands, right? And they both went out and shared a hooker. That's how things got done in this country. AI, they think just it's like having a fucking dog. I riffed that one night talking about how narcissists love dogs because when they come home, no matter what they do, the fucking thing's happy. Like dogs behave how they want everyone around them to behave. <clears throat> well, these AI things are gonna be just locked in, I'm telling you. And you can thank Biden's America for it. Ugh. <laughs> uh. It all happened in the last fucking three years. That's how it worked. And then liberals when Trump, well, you can thank Donald Trump for that. You ever think of fucking reading? Have you ever thought about that? Maybe researching it? Fucking country's bankrupt. Thank you, Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. uh, You don't think it's because we've had a fucking never-ending war for 20 years It costs like a fucking trillion dollars a month or whatever the hell it costs? That's what's so funny about these old people saying that this generation is soft. It's like we've been at war their entire lives, and a lot of them served. You know? You know what's fucked up? You can join the military, get a standing ovation at halftime at a football game, and then go serve, and 18 months later, you're homeless, living under a bridge, and the same people that applauded you are now screaming at you for, to get a fucking job. I don't think these kids are soft. I think what they're dealing with is... they get. I mean, we just used to have cocaine. We didn't have fucking fentanyl in it. Right? We didn't have to worry about robots that were fucking coming, that, you know, were going to roll their eyes around thinking about shit. It's like 9,000 degrees in Des Moines, Iowa right now. That's our fucking food supply. It's a lot of shit going on. I think you have to be... I don't know. I just think that's what old people do. Eh, it was... Like, if I see one more stupid fucking thing talking about how, uh, you know, people didn't complain in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. There's just no video of it. <laughs> uh, my favorite one, I actually commented on the video. And they were like, before all, this Instagram video, before all the electric car bullshit. We had muscle cars. It's like, first of all, you just skipped at least 20 fucking years of American cars that were designed to die at 60,000 miles and the speedometer went up to 80 miles an hour. What the fuck are you talking about? All of those muscle cars ended around 73 or 74 and they were fucking gone. And the best you could do is a, be like one of fucking 200 people that got a Buick Grand National or a you know IROC Z. There was a couple of cars, but even then they didn't they didn't move. They didn't have the fucking horsepower. They skipped over all of that and all the oh, electric car bullshit. It's like I like how these people are like turning like electric cars into something that's saying you can't have a gas combustion engine. I love how there's electric cars, but simultaneously you can buy a fucking Hellcat. You can buy a BMW M series and AMG fucking Mercedes that fucking they have a Cadillac that can go 200 miles an hour they did anyway what are you talking about there's plenty of them I just bought a Ford F 250 6.7 turbo fucking diesel no electric car people can't they don't give a fuck you can buy either or electric cars are fucking amazing gas combustion cars fucking amazing they can exist simultaneously like people Back for all the fucking electric car bullshit fucking scared children it's something new I don't like it keep it the way it was wait a minute am I talking about myself um I brought up Lou Rawls earlier and I'm not going to apologize for it okay so fucking save your letters alright by the way if you want to get in contact with me you have to send me a letter because I don't read emails alright Send it to P.O. Box. Go fuck yourself at freckles.net. Flicks. Um, Lou Rawls. I brought him up. So my favorite Lou Rawls song is Lady Love. Your love is something like a summer breeze. My lady love. Um, it's just a fuck. He, the song is as smooth as he is. And what I really like about it is the drummer on that. He's got a little intro there. He's on the heights. And then he goes into this little bossa nova. Lady love. you're fucking something fucking The Rawls doesn't talk like me, right? Or didn't. Right? And he's playing a little uh, it's like don 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 da don da da and 16th notes on the ride and he plays it for the whole song even right through the bridge and it works perfectly works perfectly so I've been fucking with that if you guys were wondering what I was fucking with on the drum kit that's what I've been fucking with and having a good time doing it alright and that's my right to live my best bossa nova life. Um, all right. I made a pie today. Can you tell I've been inside all fucking day? I made a pie today. I don't know why. I just said, you know what? Do I have the ingredients? Yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. It's been, I've been uh, Billy Nice guy today. Could tell my wife was going through it a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not giving in to that energy. and making it about myself. She's probably, you know... Little depressed. That happens to me all the fucking time. So rather than making about myself like a douche, like the douche that I am, I just decide I'll just be I'll just I'll handle shit. I'll just fucking handle shit. I'll bring her some food, I'll give her water, you know. This is when you know you're you're a bad husband, is when you're actually nice to your wife. She goes, Why are you being so nice to me? (laughs) What'd you do? What are you up tos? Um, no, she's fucking awesome. I like being nice to her. It's easy and it fucking makes my life easy. All right, let's, let's talk a little bit. And all, all you fucking whores out there who just looked at your man and was just like, you see, why don't you do that? Well, that's a two-way street lady. Why don't you do it? Why don't you just make him a fucking sandwich just for the hell of it? Huh? You want to see his jaw hit the floor? Be fucking nice to him. All right, butcher box, everybody. Butcher box, and we're not talking about the lady that the butcher is banging. This is something different. Butcher box. Quality food should not be that hard to find. Well, it is because once evil company took over our food supply. Thank God for butcher box trying to work their way around it. Uh, but in today's day and age, it can be harder to figure out just exactly what to feed yourself and your family. Luckily. There's ButcherBox. All of ButcherBox products meet the highest quality standards you can find with ButcherBox. You can easily find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free and wild caught seafood. You don't know what it's going to do. Humanely raised before it's slaughtered no antibiotics or added hormones this is drug free food it gets delivered right you know, i bet the i bet the, the fucking chickens and steer that live next door are like come on man try some of this shit they're going to kill you anyway man you want to get high try some antibiotic uh it's gets delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always and customized Free shipping always and customized box plans. Why do you have a comma after shipping? Butcher Box gives you a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value with exclusive member deals. Ooh, member deal. You get a jacket, little members only. It says Butcher Box right above your fucking mantid. Recipe, inspirate. I don't know how to say that. Ins, ins, whatever. Guides, tips, inspiration. Is that what you're trying to Inspirate. Guides, tips, and hacks. Uh, I resent that word, hacks. Um, that's when I'm cooking a steak. Oh, geez. ButcherBox is giving us a special deal. Sign up today at, at butcherbox.com burr and use code burr, B-U-R-R, to get salmon for three months plus $20 off your first order. That's butcherbox.com and use the code burr to claim this deal. Next up, we got, oh, look who it is, old Zip. Recruiter. If you're hiring, you know that it's incredibly hard, that's what she said, to attract top talent. And with the current labor market conditions, it's even harder than ever. That's why you want a partner who gets it. Old Zip, fresh air give her up. The devil read, Recruiter! Zip recruiter knows how tough it is right now, but they've figured out solutions for the problem. You're, the problems you're facing. See for yourself right now. You can try them for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. To reach more of the right people and post your job to 100-plus job sites, you need to hire as soon as possible. The smart technology finds great matches for your job sooner. Want first dibs on talent? Zip! Yeah. Um, lets you invite the most qualified people to apply for your job. Team up with a hiring partner who understands what you need. Four to five employers who post on Zip get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash bur. That did not work out at all. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash burr, spell out burr, B-U-R-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That's my favorite thing to read. I just love that pause. It just makes me feel professional. Like I should be looking into the, uh, the guy there, the, the music producer, Bob Rock, through the window. I look at him. And he gives me a little nod. His beautiful hair starts moving. and I'm thinking, God damn it. That guy really had it all, didn't he? The genetics, the ear, the hair, the boots, the sport coat. Simply safe. Um, the average break-in lasts eight to ten minutes. Yeah, they get in, they get out, huh? That's what she said. I love that joke. It's never old for me. I don't care. So, so fast. So fast response is crucial. That's why Simply Safe Home Security launched its breakthrough technology. 24 7 lifeguard protection to help stop crime in real time. Now, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and deter intruders. Now, why would you want to go and do something? Get out of that house! Hey, put that down! I said, put it down! Where are you going? I want that job. Can I do a ride along? Can I do a sit along at fucking Simply Safe? I want to yell at some intruders. Uh, the cops are on their way there, Slim. Look um, okay, at you, broke a window. The back door was open, you dumb fuck. I would love to just heckle them. Um. Anyway, in your Smart alarm, wireless, indoor camera, simply say professional monitoring agents can now warn intruders that they are being recorded and the police are on their way in real time, stopping them in their tracks before they take the shit. You don't want to warn them too early before the cops get That's a delicate thing. 24-7 lifeguard protection is made possible by the new smart alarm wireless indoor camera. Available for the for, with the fast protecting monitor. plan. I would love to be on that fucking thing. I don't think this is your house. <laughs> you seem a little confused there, buddy. I don't think it's your house when you got your face all covered like that. What do you say, huh? All the good shits fucking uh, downstairs. I don't know what you're doing up there. Uh, The new smart alarm indoor camera is the only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm and instantly deter intruders with a built-in siren. Hey, I hope you know some jujitsu because you're going to jail, buddy, and you do not want to get fucked in the ass, do you? Um, Prison rape. That will stop anybody in their tracks. With advanced monitoring, detection, and vision. AI. Oh, God. The smart alarm... Well, I hope it's not rolling its fucking eyes pretending to think. What do I say? You know what to say, you robot cunt. The smart alarm indoor camera can sense the difference between potential intruders and pets to reduce false alarms. <laughs> fucking freaking a dog out. I live here, man. 24/7 lifeguard protection and the new smart alarm indoor camera works seamlessly as part of the entire Simply Safe security system to keep your whole home safe from break-ins, fires, Flooding and more. Right now, my listeners get a special twenty percent off any Simply Safe system when you sign up for a free month trial of Fast Protect monitoring. This special offer is offered is for a limited time only. Visit simplysafecom burr. That's simplysafe.com/bur. S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash burr. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Come on, man, nobody does that pause at the end of the reads like me. There's nobody, you know, this might be my ego talking. I might be thinking about the magnitude of me, my favorite Reggie Jackson quote ever. Um, Divorce court judge. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't envy anybody in that situation. Dear Freckles, I'm a lady listener. And a huge fan of yours from Saudi Arabia. What's going on? Why don't you come over to Abu Dhabi? I'll be over there wearing my fucking, uh, my, my, my Sunday best in a couple of weeks. Uh, this is my third email, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that you'll read this one. All right. This is completely random, but I wanted to share it with you. I just discovered divorce court with Judge Lynn Toller. I'm imagining that's one of those Judge TV shows. And quickly became a big fan of both the show and The Judge. I haven't heard of that one. I also don't watch that type of shit. I watched fucking Kojak the other night. That's what I've been watching. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was looking at this guy going, is that Paul Anka? Paul Anka did a guest star on Kojak. I can't believe I did a podcast with him. I understand bringing up that you wrote my way for Frank Sinatra, but how do you leave out I played a bad guy on Kojak? That's how awesome that guy's life is. He forgets that he even did that shit or doesn't need to bring it up. Anyway, I randomly came across a live stream this judge did. She did during lockdown where she was asked, who would you like to meet? And her answer was Ron White, Simone Biles, Bill Burr first two were good. And Barack Obama. All right, she did all right on the first two. <laughs> I love that one of my current favorite people is a big fan of one of my other favorite people. If you happen to be a fan of hers, then the circle is complete. Um, I'll keep this email short, even though I would love to express my appreciation for your work. All the best to you and your lovely family. Go neek yourself. All right, I guess that's how you say it over there, N-E-E-K. Um, I have not, I, last time I watched one of those shows, I used to watch Judge Wapner when it first came out. I've read your complaints and I know you've been sworn. That's how he would always start and he had Rusty. And uh, it was a good show. And then somewhere during the Judge Judy phase where she just was screaming at people, like, sort of like, uh, it was like Hell's Kitchen meets the co- like the courtroom. I've told you guys this before. I tried to convince Patrice to do this with me. I was going, we're going to go on Judge Judy. And if you guys want to do this, steal this idea, because I think it'll work. All right? I go, here's the deal. You sue me, or I'm suing you. All right? And then, you know, after she makes her decision, you just pay me, or I'll pay you. And then on the sly, we'll just give the cash back. Right? But we would go on there and our goal would be just how mad we could make her. And you just keep a total straight face and you don't listen to her and you keep talking, you know? But the thing is, is you act dumb, so she stays in her ego, you know? So she just thinks she's talking to somebody dumb. And I already, like, I didn't know what I was gonna say, but I'm good at pissing people off. I just knew when she was yelling at me, I was gonna go, hey, lady, lady, lady. (laughs) i mean that would have been it that would have been like i don't know that i could have kept a fucking straight face i looked into the whole thing where it was shot where it was booked and all of that and uh one of my big regrets is we didn't do it because nobody knew who the fuck we were and if we got away with that would have been fucking hilarious to watch um but nothing is preventing you guys from doing that. I'm sure there's a judge out there that's just screaming and yelling at people. Um, but I will check out that divorce court person. I am flattered that anybody, you know, always, if anybody ever gives a shit, what I do. So thank you to the judge. What's the honorable, what do you say? I was also, Todd Rex would have been perfect to do it with. I brought that idea up to him and he was imitating what he would say. <laughs> he was going to call her, your highness, your highness. Well, what happened, don't you see there, your highness, was, uh... We... <laughs> I mean, is there anything funnier than that? Than just fucking... I don't know. I'm sure there is, but to me, there isn't. All right. Judge Lynn Toller, The Honorable Judge Lynn Toller. Thank you for uh, paying attention to anything that my dumbass does here. All right. Book suggestion. Hey, Bill Fred Mann's Earth Band. Oh, instead of manfred man's Earth band billford Billford man's Earth Band. All right, let's see what we got here. Um what the fuck did I just do to my screen? Go back, go back, I command thee. There we go. <clears throat> um I have a book suggestion you might struggle a bit with the verbiage at first because the guy writes like a bit of a douche, but it's fascinating, nonetheless. It's called Incentive Management by John F. Lincoln. Is that a real name? John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Lincoln? Is this another one of these coincidences? Remember they used to do that? They both got assassinated. He had an assistant named Kennedy, and he had an assistant named Legal. Um, I'm not finished with the book, although it isn't very long, but the gist as far as I've gotten is that people have te- latent abilities... That can be revealed through opportunity. What does latent mean? Hidden? Um, For example, women entered the workforce when their men went to war in World War II. They kept the country and war machine afloat when near none of them had worked a job, let alone a production job. Yeah, it's almost like they're human beings with brains. I think that's more about sexism, isn't it? I love Rosie the Riveter. Like, who, who the fuck can't put a rivet in once they show you? You know, it's not like you got a fucking... It's not like it weighs a 1,000 pounds. You put it on a thing and you fucking pull the trigger, right? I don't know how to do it, but, you know, I can put on a bandana and flex my fucking alabaster arms. Um, another example, Babe Ruth has his reputation because no one with the ability to be better was given the opportunity to do so. Oh, you mean a segregated league? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was saying. The guy played in an all-white league. That's why what this kid, Otani is doing down in the modern era, a hundred years later, the fact that he has the same stats Babe Ruth had at the same point in his career, and it's just like the president should be calling him every other day. You probably can't find the phone, Ah, Geez. Another example, Babe Ruth Okay, I already said that. Lincoln gave this example in nineteen fifty-one. Don't shoot the messenger. Um I'm not shooting the messenger. I agree with that. If you look at, you know, once it was what do they call once they broke the color barrier, you see what happened to sports. Right? Um so it's safe to say that there was a Pedro Martinez and a Big poppy and a Willie Mays. And there was all kinds of people back during the Babe Ruth era that just never got to play. You know, some Bartolo Colon that could have hit a fucking home run for the San Diego YI Otis way back then. Um, on top of opportunity... Oh, wait, he was with the Mets and did it against San Diego, right? I can't remember. On top of opportunity, people need a reason to reach their full potential which is where incentive comes into play. Well, you also need to be motivated. You should, you should be trying to do this for yourself. I work for Lincoln Electric and can say they have absolutely stuck to the ma- this management style. I am a lowly machine operator, but I am well on my way to finishing the year making 100K because of my efforts. Well, that's fantastic. Anyway, can't wait to see you in Canton, Ohio in November. Go fuck yourself. Listen, I don't know. What it sounds to me is you had all of this potential and you read a book that made you aware of it and now because of that you're making some money. So I'm very happy for you. And hopefully other people... And listen, if, if someone like me who went to summer school, you know, should have been all four years. I only went two years. You know? To quote uh, that guy with the fake heart, I had other priorities. Dick Cheney. Um... Other priorities, like getting drunk and being like, I don't need this math shit. Uh, song I hate that people. Oh, I. Oh my god, I fucking. Uh, I opened a fucking Pandora's box here. If that's this, if that's the right expression. Um. I brought up in my last podcast. Uh, are there songs that come on in bars, or at sports, sporting events, or at weddings? and everybody loses their fucking mind. And for the life of you, you cannot figure out what the appeal is. And for me, it was that song by Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I see a little silhouette of a man. Like what, what is happening throughout that whole fucking song? If anybody can explain, I would appreciate it. It sounds like an opera, is it? I don't think it is. I've seen operas. They're a little more impressive than that. Okay, whatever. I don't listen to opera, so I'm going to say it's like an opera. You know? That's like when some of my people look at a band and go, that's a funk band. Like they'll say that about Led Zeppelin. They were actually a funk band. No, they weren't. And not even remotely. Um, Anyway, song. I'm not saying they they were an amazing band but they are nowhere they are in no way shape or form a funk band. If you want to hear them their attempt at it, listen to the crunch, the most unfunk song you would ever fucking listen to in your life. When that guitar comes in, my wife makes a face like somebody just farted. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's a fun song to play along to. Song I hate that people love. Bill A song people like that I fucking hate is Fire and Rain. Oh my God, that song is like stick your head in the oven. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. But I always wish I'd see you one more time. I mean, I know it's about a real tragic event in James Taylor's life, but hey, you know, you you gotta bring everybody down. That's kind of weird. You don't want to be friends with James Taylor. If you die tragically, he, turn, he fucking makes money off of it. Turns it into a hit song. Um, goes out and buys some more rollerblades. Um, I was going on about how bad this, this song is, and someone at work said, maybe you don't get it. Well, I think that that's what it is, because these songs that I think are bad, I think I don't get them. Because why would everybody else like them? Too many people like them. That it's, it's got to be me, right? It's got to be me. Um, everyone knows it's a song about a friend who died. And you guessed it. James Taylor thought, I'd always see you again. It's pretty straight fucking forward. And the song blows. <laughs> Please tell me you said that. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I know what it's about. James Taylor had a friend that... Passed away and he thought, you know, I always thought I'd see you again, but you never know. Right? Yeah, it's not a metaphor. Alright, song I hate is another one. Please keep these coming. Um song I hate. Bill, I understand why you dislike Bohemian Rhapsody. I dislike is a nice word. I fucking hate I don't even know if it's that I hate the song. I just hate what it does to the average jerk-off eating a fucking plate of wings when it comes on. I mean, you think the Blue Angels were flying over top, over the fucking, over the Hooters. Um, yes, I eat at Hooters. And I do go there for the tits. All right, Bill, I understand why, <laughs> why you dislike Bohemian Rhapsody. I personally like it, but the song I hate the most that everyone seems to love is another queen song fat bottom girls it's much worse in my opinion fat bottom girls you make the rocket world go round (laughs) i'm not a big queen guy you know i love their drummer though no you know what i actually find with a lot of uh queen songs it's not their hits it's the other ones i do like another one bites the dust I'll forever love that one because Brian Gumbel and Mike Adamley, NFL 81, were talking about the fucking, I think the Detroit Lions were like 2-0, 3-0, or 4-0. And and they were showing Billy Sims highlights while they played that fucking song. Over. I get the chills when I hear that song. Another one bites the dust and seeing Billy Sims fucking high-stepping into the end zone. The same way Carly Simon speaking of James Taylor. Nobody Does It Better. They put that, I think, to Walter Payton. That was it. I love that song. I love that song. I had no idea it was a James Bond song. To me, that was the Walter Payton song. Makes me feel sad for the rest. Um, A a gay man singing about a large... Okay, this person's saying, Fat Bottom Girls is much worse in my opinion. Um, A gay man singing about large uh fat chick type asses isn't is something I can connect to <laughs> well, you know I mean he also you know he kind of jumped around he was on either side of the fence there wasn't he? He was figuring it out um I picture fat, not thick i gross fat chicks asses. That's because they, they, they wrote it F-A-T, right? That it wasn't P-H-A-T yet. Um, and also, there was no love for, th- for uh, uh, women. I guess they call them thick. There was no love for them. There was love in the 1800s for them. And then somewhere along the line, I don't know what happened. Like, you had to, as a white woman, you had to be fucking emaciated. Uh, but that is not true in other races, as far as I found. Um, In fact, I remember, just going to forever bring up Patrice. We were fucking down where that 7 Eleven is. Right down near where uh, the Wilbur was. And this woman came out. He goes, What do you think about that, Bill? Too much ass for you? (laughs) And I was like, Yes. Fucking ass weighs more than me. Um. all right picture fat not thick gross fat chick asses in bad 80s jeans and a flamboyant man convincing me to like them I hate the whole thing oh all right well I mean I don't know I think these are two great songs to hate maybe you don't get maybe you don't get it You know, it's maybe maybe you love it so much that you can't accept the fact that somebody doesn't like it. I'm sorry, I don't fucking like it, all right? Guess what? That's an extra fucking seat you don't have to fight over at the concert because I won't be there. All right, overrated. Oh, macrons. I thought those were macaroons. Macrons, what the fuck are macrons? Hey, Mr. Bill. In the early to mid-2010s, It seemed like half of the U.S. population decided to open up either a frozen yogurt shop. Parentheses, minimal complaints there. Oh, that is macaroon. That's how you spell macaroon? Or a French macaroon stand. I honestly don't get how those are that successful. I will tell you, there's nothing worse than eating a macaroon that somebody doesn't know how to, didn't make right. Because the, the, the uh, not the filling, the, the cookie part of it, it's, it's like, it feels like some plaster from your ceiling fell down onto some sugar. Uh, they're definitely good, I'll give them that, but not a $4 each level of good. Oh, well, this is why. Because it makes people in my country feel like they're in Europe. And then with the high price, it makes it almost feel like you got on a plane. That's what I would guess. The person says, whenever I walk by those stands, they look completely deserted and their bakery displays looks nearly untouched. I guess at that price, at the price, uh, I guess at the price that they're sold, they only need a couple of wealthy fatties <laughs> as returning customers to keep the lights on. Does anybody work in a bakery? When you just bring out that Thanksgiving onslaught of desserts every day, what do you do with some of those fancy ones that don't sell? You wheel them out the next day? Be honest. Anyway, the person says, I've been an avid listener of your podcast since 2017. It keeps me somewhat sane. It's kept me somewhat sane for that entire period. Well, that's very nice of you. Okay, well, all right. So we got Bohemian Rhapsody, Fat Bottom Girls, Queen taking a pounding here. And then we got, uh, we got, uh, James Taylor. We saw Fire and Rain. Okay, underrated movie, James Taylor. Uh, what was it, Blacktop? Hard Road Blacktop? Something Blacktop. Look up James Taylor movie. He's riding around in a 57 Bel Air racing, uh, this guy that has a 69 GTO, I believe. two-lane Blacktop. Underrated movie during the beginning, if not the, the height of the anti-hero cinema movement while directors took over movies and had final cut and all of that. And you have all of those masterpieces. Um, all right. That is the podcast football season. Um, we got that wide receiver from Bouté uh, from LSU. Had a nice touchdown running past everybody. And of course, everybody in the comments, hey, he's running by people that are going to be working at Kinko's next fucking week. It's like, shut up. You can't even touch your fucking toes. I would love to hear the sound most sports fans make when they tie their shoes. That's why Crocs are so fucking, Crocs are for fat people, you know, who just can lift up their heavy leg enough to slide them into those fucking things. All right, that's it, everybody. Go fuck yourselves, I'll check in on ya on Thursday.